Hello and welcome to Paranormal Hotline. My name is Michael and I'm joined as always by Kaylee. Hello. And this week we'll be talking about spooky ships, creepy captains and people who are lost at sea, but in a very specific case. And as always, guys, you can email stories or topics to us at paranormalhotlinepodcast at gmail.com or you can always message us on Twitter at ParanormalHL. And of course, if you'd like to help support the podcast, you can always do so at patreon.com forward slash paranormal hotline. Actually, in referring to that, we also want to give a shout out to our two newest members, Melissa and Brady, who just joined us on Patreon. Woo! Thanks for joining us. I was reading about some ghost ships in the Arctic Circle because I just randomly stumbled across it and I thought it sounded amazing. I got really excited about it because the ship's names were the HMS Terror and the HMS Erebus. I'm surprised you're reading about ships, to be honest, because you hate the ocean. I hate it with a passion, <laughs> but I really like the names of these ships. That's fair. Like, Erebus was the Greek god of darkness, so it's basically ghost ships named Terror and Darkness. And were they named this before they were ghost ships? Yeah, they were named that before they left the dock. Jeez. <laughs> it's like the best names you could possibly have. I kept looking into it and basically they both went missing and one of them had been sighted random like on and off for like 200 years. 200 years? And it was still afloat? Yeah. yeah. Uh, basically what happened was one got sunk and the other was basically trapped in kind of like a lake surrounded by ice and it was just floating along for like 200 years. They only managed to get it out like I think it was eight years ago. Jeez. Like the crew had to abandon it because they had bad supplies and the entire crew was lost because they had to trek for nearly a year across ice basically. I looked into it and like there wasn't really anything paranormal. It was just very bad planning for the most part. The one that had been sailing for 200 years just by like floating alongside icebergs and stuff, the mass had been broken off. So it was literally just the ship itself just bobbing along in the water for years. I mean, that says a lot for the like structure of the ship, though. You know, whoever built that did a good job. Yeah, whoever built it did a good job. Whoever planned it did a bad job. <laughs> yeah. But even though it wasn't paranormal, it kind of sent me down a rabbit hole of like paranormal ships. And the problem is ghost ships is its own term. It's a ship that's just floating out in the ocean without a crew. Like, remember last year, one washed up on the south of the yeah, country? Yeah. Because there was a big storm and people were like, yeah, it's been out there for a year and it a half. It just crashed into the soda. I remember seeing that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It's not that uncommon if they're like people see a ghost ship, they'll report it, but like mostly they just leave it be. There's not much they can do with it, to be honest. It just sounds like an awful idea to leave a ship just float around in like shipping lanes. <laughs> yeah. But I did find one specific ship and the more I read about it, I was, I, I was kind of going back and forth between oh this is brilliant to this is a lot of bollocks to oh my god this is brilliant to a lot of bollocks because <laughs> it's really hard to confirm if it's real or not because there's a lot there's just as much stuff debunking it as there is proving that it's true although one major part of the entire story is that it was covered up by the american government and there's weirdly evidence to prove that but the ship i'm on about is the ss Urang medan I, I think you've actually played the game based on it if you played man of medan or Meme, no i actually haven't played that one it was basically a disappointment that after until dawn but it's that kind of game where it's a narrative game where you just kind of do press a button to make choices but it's a horror game and the, this entire game was based off the story of the Urang Medan 
and it, the entire story is basically sometime in the 40s because the year is a bit iffy the main story seems to say it was 1948 but there was also a British newspaper that reported the incident in 1940 oh that's really weird but then American newspapers also reported the incident in 1947 and 1948 as having happened that year why though I don't know it's just because nobody it's it, once I finish the story you'll have a better idea why but it reminds me of have you ever heard of the book The Titan no so it was a book that came out in like 1903 or something and it was about this giant ship called The Titan that was going from England to New York and it hit an iceberg and it had so many lifeboats or whatever but every detail of the story matched up with what happened 10 years later with the Titanic Oh, I do remember hearing about that. That's really weird. Yeah, I was looking into that while I was doing this, and I was just like, that guy had like a premonition or something to be able to get this so accurate. Had to have had that, yeah. I mean, it was just so close. Like, it's crazy. But some of the theories about this ship is that like life imitating art, like someone happened to write the story and then suddenly it did genuinely play out that way years later. The Orang uh, Madan was floating through the Malacca Strait, which is basically a shipping lane sorry shipping lane between Malaysia and Sumatra it's a main shipping lane because like it's one of the easiest ways to get through the continent basically and they sent out a Morse code message that all the ships near and the ports near heard and they were all really confused because it just said all officers including captain dead lying in chart room and on bridge probably whole crew dead Jesus so everyone was like what the fuck <laughs> That's super weird. But like, did it, it didn't have any information about what the ship was or where the ship was. It was just that message. Until shortly later when another message went out that just says, I die. Whoa. If I got that, my first thought would just be either someone's playing a, playing a prank or I'm going to take a break and just go away <laughs> for a while. That's just freaky. I'm just thinking of that the movie, that uh, ghost, ghost ship. ship. Yeah, the opening scene of ghost ship. Is that when the cable snaps and just cuts, cuts everyone off in right above the height of the yeah, child? Yeah, exactly. That used to freak me out as a kid so much. But um, the ship closest to the source was an American ship called the Silver Star. And it arrived to find the Oorang and climb the board. Despite the warm weather and cool water all around them, the area on and around the ship was unnaturally cold. Oh, like frozen? Like frosted? Kind of, but like just chilly. And they found bodies on the deck and in all the rooms. All looked like they had just dropped where they stood with looks of pure terror on them. This included the ship's dog, which was found no. looking like it was in mid-growl. No! Uh, when they found the body of the man who had been sending the messages on the telegram, he too had his teeth bared and eyes wide open like he was terrified while sitting at the equipment. How does that, like, if you pull a face and then just die, does your face stay in that shape? I feel like the muscles would relax um, a bit, you know? They would, but I'm just thinking of, you know, in comic books and stuff with the Joker gas. That's what I was thinking, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was still sitting at the equipment. The story goes that as the Silver Star went to, like, tied him up and towed him back to the coast to be properly investigated, right before they set off, the uh, smoke started coming from the bottom of the ship. Oh, the no Urang, way. The not the Silver Star. Yeah, yeah. And afraid that a fire would travel to their ship, the Silver Star cut it off and put some distance between them. How? And as they did that, the Urang exploded. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, this is just really weird. Like, the entire case of it is just insane. Like, how would you feel if you climbed onto a boat and just seen everyone dead? You know, you think it, you don't think it was something like a gas leak, do you? Because everyone just dropped dead where they were, and then it exploded. <laughs> well, you see, the story gets a bit weird here. It gets kind of confusing as well. Officially, the ship never existed. Okay. There were some shipping logs checked, and there was no record of it. Like, there was no record of it in any shipping logs. However, because the name is... Uh, Sumatran name 
Like, it literally does mean Man of Medan. Uh, they were like, okay, maybe it's here, but like, some people have checked it and said they found it. Some people have checked it and said they haven't. It kind of depends on who you believe. There was a lot of inconsistencies in all the reports about it, about how it happened. Like, some people mentioned that when they got on board, there was no bodies at all and the entire ship was empty. There's uh, reports that one of the men who climbed the board actually came out and said, yes, it was cold, there was bodies, like, the food was still perfect, there was no reason for this to have happened. But the most mentioned theory anywhere is that if it was real, there was some chemical or biological weapon being transported and that's why everything was destroyed about it. Yeah, that would make sense actually. That makes a lot of sense. Now, there is actually a good bit of evidence for this, but it gets kind of weird because it crosses between... it's crosses between a government cover-up and the aliens. <laughs> so I've sent you there a page from a letter that was sent by the assistant director of the CIA about this. Now, this didn't come out until... 2003 but the letter was sent in 1959. All we have is who sent the letter which was C.H. Mark Jr. who was the assistant director or sorry assistant to the director of the CIA. It's a two-page letter and the first page is just basically a recount of the story but I'd like you to just read the last page here and tell me what you think right, about I've it. I've already read the first if few lines. If you have lines. trouble reading it, I have it typed <laughs> I've out for you. I've already read the first few lines and it's freaking me out. I feel that the SS Orang Medan tragedy holds the answers to many of the airplane accidents and unsolved mysteries of the sea. Also, I have often thought about the many sightings of huge fiery spheres rising from the sea or disappearing into the sea by ships, captains and crews in the 18th and 19th centuries. There are alarming passages in Old English chronicles written in medieval Latin and in Latin in non nabula or books printed before the year 1500 AD, which suggests that these fiery spheres caused destruction and that they come from within our planet. <laughs> okay, that's just kind of a bit off the rails. Oh no, it gets worse. <laughs> For instance, in 216 BC, things like ships were seen in the sky over Italy. In Sardinia, a knight was making his rounds, inspecting the posts, guarding the rampants when a stick in his hand burst into flames. <laughs> the same thing happened to Roman soldiers in Sicily, who saw their javelins flame and burn in their hands. At Apri, a round shield was seen in the sky. Also in AD uh, 1067, people saw a fire that flamed and burned fiercely in the sky. It came near the earth and for a little time brilliantly lit it up. Afterwards, it revolved, ascended on high and then descended into the sea. In several places it burned, woods and plains. Yes, the enchanting sea, that terrifying secret does it hold. I feel sure that the SS Orang Medan tragedy also holds the answer to this secret. Oh wait, who was this guy who wrote this? Assistant to the director of the CIA. Jesus, this is very crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like it it's the fact that they're treating it like yes, it definitely Yeah, happened. that is weird, but also this other stuff is insane too. Like what has what has that to do with a a stick catching fire two thousand years ago? I think it I think it's meant to say like that there was like just so much heat that the wood self ignited. I feel like if the wolf caught if the wood caught fire, the soldier would have so caught fire. <laughs> Well, the fiery spheres mentioned in that letter are really interesting because there are so many reports of it. Like, there's parts of China where they just fire out of the ocean randomly, and it's put down to, like, gases escaping and igniting when it reaches the air and stuff. 
which like we know some things do that but it's the fact that there's reports for like 2,000 years of these things coming up out of the ocean burning everything around them then going back into the woods or what? into the water what do you think it is though do you think it's like the the reports that the American government released last year where they saw we saw the video of it going into the water have you ever heard of a USO no so it's an unidentified submerged object and the reason the tic tac video like do you know the very famous tic tac video that came out was this year or last year because uh, time is year, meaningless in the pandemic yeah, I think it was yeah. last year I think it got released and then it got confirmed sorry well the pilot who like was the one who filmed that said he first noticed it because he seen something under the water he described it as like at first he said it was like a cross-shaped thing and the water was bubbling and frothing above oh. it before it submerged and he lost sight of it. But US Navy pilots, like while I was looking into the Morang and Moran and everything, yeah. they have very common sightings of weird things being just under the water and then dipping down very quickly. And these aren't even just things like a whale. Like these are things that they described as the size of a football stadium. Oh, that's big. Yeah, I don't like the ocean. It's just something you never really think about. I mean, like... I do. <laughs> well, I don't anyway. You know, like, you think of UFOs, you think of them in the sky. Never in the water. But it makes sense for them to be in the water, because we don't monitor the water, really. Yeah, like, I was reading the thing, it was more people have gone to the moon than have gone to, like, deep parts of the ocean. Yeah. I think it was actually James Cameron who's been to, like, some of the deepest part of the ocean. What is our world? <laughs> What's going on, man? <laughs> Richard Branson goes to space and James Cameron goes to the trench. <laughs> You'd, you would too if you had money. Well, maybe not the trench. I would not. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? I think I would. If I had money, I'd send you to the trench. I'd do it for the simple fact that if I die down there, I just look like I was always right. <laughs> and if nothing happens, maybe I get over my fear of the ocean. <laughs> it's a win-win for me. The size of a stadium, though. Jeez, that's like huge. Imagine seeing that. This is why I'm always staring at the ocean whenever I go on flights. I always like doing that too, but I was doing it once when I was young and I couldn't tell if I was looking at the ocean or clouds. <laughs> what? Yeah, like I looked out the window and I was like, okay, those clouds are really blue. And my mom was like, oh no, that's the ocean. And then she was like, wait, wait, that is the clouds. And I just spent 20 minutes looking, I couldn't decide. And then I just decided, yeah, I hate the ocean. I'm never going in there. But um, it's, I, I just don't like the ocean. Do you remember that thing? Um, a few years ago about the shark. What shark? So if you don't know, basically there was a great white shark off the coast of Australia, which is abundant in food, which is important because they had it tagged and then suddenly it dropped like 600 meters or something. Oh, you do remember you telling me this. In a few yeah. seconds. And they got the tag back and the tag was covered in stomach acid and it had recorded temperatures of 76 degrees, which is interesting because a shark's stomach would only be 64 degrees. <laughs> Which, it, which they thought was what had happened. A bigger great white shark had hit this smaller one. Yeah. But then they were like, okay, no, it's too deep and its stomach was way too warm. It can't be a great it, like, white shark. It just got ripped, didn't it? It just pulled straight down. like. Yeah, and then they were like, okay, well, orcas eat great whites, so it could be an orca. But then they looked at the depth it went down to and they were like, that is almost twice as deep as any orca has ever gone. There could be something big and creepy down there. I don't think there is, to be honest, because, I mean, how many times have they done the research on it? Like, big things wouldn't live down there because they wouldn't have enough food source. Like, if it was something that ate, right, like... Oh, no, it sharks. wasn't, like, at the bottom. It wasn't at, like, trench levels, no, but no, it was but still deep. Yeah, yeah, but if something lived down there... What about the giant squid? The giant squid is, like, it's more lanky than anything, though. It's giant for a squid, but it's not giant, you know? It is. 
It's not that big. It's only like, what, 12 foot? They can grow up to 40 meters. How much is that in feet? I don't know. We use the metric. They're only 18 meters, not 40. Maybe I had 40 feet and meters mixed up. Yeah, I think you did. Because <laughs> that was way too big. I feel a lot better. <laughs> I feel much, much better. But with the um, the Oorang Madan, apparently one of the most common theories is that there was like nitroglycerin and some other kind of chemical on board. And yeah. That would match up with them having grimaces and looks of fear on their face when they died, just to poison me from sense. it. It's just very strange, the message. Why would you send the message that the crew was dead and then I'm dead? <laughs> just get off the boat if it's a chemical thing, you know? Yeah, literally, if you had, like, you knew you were about to die and you were sending a message to people, just be like, everybody dead, chemical leak, avoid. Yes. There's also no report of what caused the explosion either, which is making, which is what made people think that the Silver Star had some affiliation with the American government that had they had someone go in and explode the ship so nobody could get to the chemicals. Yeah, that's really interesting. We but should like, definitely that's... take a look at the uh, Mont- Montauk project at some stage. It's that project that it's basically what uh, Stranger Things is based on. But there's a story similar to that where it's uh, it was it was all based on a ship and it's all been covered up or whatever. I'll take a look into it for another episode because it's really interesting. Sweet. I was reading as well about another kind of weird disappearance that happened. In 1968, four submarines, like from different countries, different militaries, and all different types of submarines, all vanished. And they were only found a few years ago within the space of like six months. And to give you an idea of how weird that is, a submarine hasn't gone missing. Like an American submarine hasn't gone missing since I think 72. Like outside of a like a war, yeah. it's very, very rare for a submarine to have an issue. Well, I wouldn't say very rare. Like it, it's uncommon enough that like four in six months is a major like blip in the record. And they just disappeared? Well, see, two of them were found, but they were found with absolutely like once they were found, they investigated and they could find no reason for them to be missing. Except one had like the snorkel thing basically a thing to keep it from flooding had been broken off from the outside from the outside jeez so they were like maybe they rammed into a ship or something but like when they were looking for it they made sure to check every ship that had been in the area oh i've been redoing my room lately and i have a load of posters and i unfurled one the other day and i nearly shit myself because for some reason i had a giant poster of a great white shark on the water and i literally just (laughs) unfolded it and just like stood it there for a second staring at it in pure horror before before I just burnt it. <laughs> you gave yourself a little fright. I did. But guys, if you have any weird stories about the ocean or any weird creatures have washed up on a beach near your house, please let us know. But for now, that's everything we have for this week and hopefully you enjoyed it. Bye. Bye.